unfortunately, from what I've seen in similar situations, S fan is right. The people wanting to hate on you for what you do are always going to be louder than the people who actually enjoy what you bring to the table. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of This Week Today with Curious J, where we go over gaming and streaming news. I am your host, Curious J. I do appreciate y'all being here. Let's get straight into it. So, first, we're going to talk about some gaming news as we usually do. Uh, recently, at DreamHack Anaheim, they had their Warcraft 3 event, right? So, the disconnection issues played this past weekend's DreamHack Warcraft 3 event, robbing pro player Thorazane of a decisive win. It could have been a career-defining win for a World, for a Warcraft 3 Pro, but Blizzard had other ideas. Uh, Dreamhack Anaheim 2020 Warcraft 3 Open Cup took place. Uh, a lot of games were plagued by, by performance problems. Pro player Thorazane saw his chances of reaching the semifinals thwarted by multiple disconnection issues. Last weekend's Dreamhack Anaheim 2020 Cup drew in the best and brightest Warcraft 3 players. Among them, Swedish player Marcus Thorazane. On the cusp of potentially securing an arguably career highlight, the Warcraft 3 Pro saw his hopes dashed by performance issues. Having reached the playoffs, Thorazane faced the favorite to win the competition, Korean Professional Moon, in a best of three series. Two heated games saw each player land a win, leaving the match open. In the third game, Thorazane had victory in sight. A win would have catapulted him into the semifinals, yet the game came to a sudden end when Thorzin disconnected from the game. The tournament organizers called the match rematch. In an attempt to rectify the performance issues, Moon and Thorzin played the match with the graphics reverted to the classic version of Warcraft 3. So that right there, like, you're telling me you had to go back to the regular Warcraft 3 graphics just to have the game be playable. Just goes to show, like... (laughs) How much of a failure like Reforged really was. Uh, Thorazine took a commanding lead but disconnected once again. So in the rematch, it happened again. The two players jumped into a fifth and final game free of any disconnection issues. Moon came out on top and advanced to the semifinals. Thorazine was unceremoniously booted from the competition, losing out on a potential prize pool of somewhere between $2,000 and $7,500 and the bragging rights of course from besting one of the best Warcraft 3 players in the world and this despite being ahead in three out of the total five games so mind you it's 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 two out of three and in three of those games out of the five they played he was on top he was gonna win in the first two they went one and one in the third game Thor was gonna win and he got booted in the fourth game, Thor was going to win and he got booted. And then in the fifth game, Moon won. And they were, that was it. They counted that as the, the victory. The disconnection issues hit other matchups throughout the competition. Uh, pro player and DreamHack competitor Mar- Matt sorry, Incinerator took to Reddit to highlight a very similar experience. I'm telling you, man. Activision Blizzard has been getting a bad rap from every direction lately. But I also can't say that I feel bad for them. I mean, lately they've really been giving the impression that they don't care about the consumer. They don't care about us as the players. All they care about now is making their money. 
which since the release of Call of Duty Mobile, they've been doing really well. I know that mobile gaming has been very popular these days, but at least the least they could do is show some interest in their competitive scene. I mean, I don't know, I'm sure this isn't the last we've heard of issues from this company. I really doubt it. In other gaming news, um, some recent clues seem to, su seem to suggest sorry, the real name of Riot Games' upcoming FPS title, Project A. Man, this is one I've been super excited for. Some big-eyed Twitter user spotted that Riot Games registered a trademark for Valorant on February 20th. Under the Classes and Terms section of the trademark filing, there are several classes of note including video game software, figures, broadcasting, and esports competitions. If Valorant is indeed Project A, then it would seem that Riot has plans for plenty of lore to accompany the title and it won't be strictly a hero shooter. While this alone may not seem like much, a Twitter account at play Valorant was created in February, but has yet to make any tweets along with a Twitch account with the same graphical style. Project A was first revealed during the League of Legends 10 year anniversary broadcast and has many veterans, veteran developers working on it, including CSGO mapmaker Sal Volcano Garazzo. The hero based FPS is inspired from titles such as Overwatch, CSGO, Apex Legends, and Team Fortress, but is going for its own unique approach. No beta release date has been announced as of yet, but Counter-Strike commentator Henry, Henry G. Greer was invited by Riot to test the game and called it the best game he's played since Counter-Strike. In his brief review, Henry G. praised the game's map design and stated that abilities should be seen as tactical utility instead of potentially overpowered spell-slash-ultimate combinations that other class-based games suffer from. Meanwhile, G2 esports streamer Joel Orb Kumlin, who tested the game in Dublin, estimated that it will release sometime in 2020. I really hope it does come out this year, guys. I've been looking forward to this game, and I love all the games that Riot has been putting out lately. There's no doubt in my mind that this game will be a huge success. I mean, obviously we all know League of Legends was huge, and you know continues to be huge in the esports scene. But you, you think of games like uh, Teamfight Tactics, uh, Runeterra, they're just so good and I don't see them doing bad in any of the games that they make in the near future, at least I really hope not. And I have a feeling that Valorant or Project A is going to be one of those. On to some streamer news. So Twitch streamers Trihex, Bad Bunny and more banned for hosting the Democratic debate. On Tuesday, February 25th, seven different Twitch channels were taken down after hosting the Democratic debate. Streamers Trihex, The Serfs, Bad Bunny, Mike from PA, David Pacman, Chapel Trap House, and The Majority Report have all had their Twitch accounts affected. Most received 24-hour suspensions, but since this is Trihex's second DMCA takedown on his channel, the suspension could be permanent. <clears throat> During the debate, streamers who were broadcasting on the Politics channel on Twitch's website received DMCA takedown notices from Praxis Political Legal. Channels like Destiny or Hassan that were hosting in other sections of the website like Just Chatting did not receive bans. Praxis Political Legal claimed that the copyrighted work belonged to CBS News and that hosting infringed on the copyright holder. 
Praxis website states that they work with and on behalf of clients in media, consulting, policy, politics, and campaigns. The website also says that Praxis protects our clients' work and content in a heavily competitive and sometimes ugly marketplace. Both a contact and legal email address for Praxis that were listed on their website on Tuesday night have been removed and are no longer active. The website itself has also been taken down. Newsweek has reached out to CBS for comment to see if Praxis is working with the television company or if these flags were created by a pretender account. DMCA takedowns on Twitch can be done by companies who fear their content is being rehosted, like television show episodes or full movies. When commentary is added in other forms of a streamer's thoughts or opinions, it can potentially transform the content, allowing it to fall under fair use. These content creators thought they were safe to watch the debates with their audiences, with Trihex going so far as to not use audio and only show subtitles. However, the ban didn't last very long, as the following day it was revealed that the DMCA violation wasn't legit after all. A Twitch representative gave this statement. Twitch's investigation has determined that the alleged copyright infringement notices directed to channels from Praxis Political are false. Twitch is reinstating access to each account and removing any strike attributed to a channel in connection with the notice, effective immediately. We regret that a false notice from a third party disrupted any of our streamers and appreciate all who alerted us to the concerns of Praxis Political. Praxis Political. The safety of our community is a top priority and it is unacceptable to target folks with false claims. The investigation continues as to the actor that submitted the notices. Ah. Twitch. This really makes me wonder, how much research does Twitch do before they issue out these bans? I mean, it almost seems like this is way too easy to do for Praxis Political Legal. And Twitch fell right into their hands. As much as I personally don't really like getting into politics in my own stream, I'm glad that people had the backs of these streamers, that their, you know, their viewers, you know, took to arms and and that the right actions were taken to get the bans revoked in a timely manner. I know some of the streamers that were actually banned have gotten a bad rap for other things. I mean, there was a whole issue with Bad Bunny yelling at her chat for not having enough money to support her for doing something that we're technically supposed to be doing for free and kind of just enjoying the money that you guys actually do give us out of the kindness of your own hearts which totally don't have to do um as f with all that aside i'm glad that the bands were removed because they were totally not fair but i mean such a switch right and last but not least, in the streamer news, I want to talk about Asmongold. As most of you know who, who follow his channel, almost two months ago, popular World of Warcraft streamer Asmongold disappeared off the face of Twitch. He just stopped streaming altogether as far as we were concerned. Well, it turns out that he was taking a break and uh, popular Twitch streamer Svand explains why Asmongold was pushed out of streaming due to his own community. Asmongold and Svan are two of the biggest World of Warcraft streamers in the world and both saw a huge rise in popularity following the release of World of Warcraft Classic. However, it seems that the massive increase in viewership came with some problems. As Asmongold announced, he's taking a break from streaming, with Svan later claiming that his community is at fault. 
S-Fan spoke about Asmongold's situation during a broadcast on February 26th, explaining exactly what happened and caused him to take a break. S-Fan goes on to say, Look at it this way. In the last couple of months, if you went and saw anything about Asmongold, when did you see something nice about him? At a certain point, that wears on you. When you have 40, 50, 60,000 viewers a day, and it feels like everybody hates you, it's not a good feeling. He then went on to add that obviously not every single viewer is negative towards Asmon, but the vast majority of them are, and it can clearly be very draining. He goes on to say, I'm not saying that there aren't people who are supportive, who aren't supportive and do like Asmon, but it seems like these people aren't as vocal as the ones spouting hate. Unfortunately, from what I've seen in similar situations, S-Fan is right. The people wanting to hate on you for what you do are always going to be louder than the people who actually enjoy what you bring to the table. The hardest part is learning how to control who you're actually listening to. In a recent interview that Devin Nash had with Moon Moon, uh, Moon Moon goes on to say that his biggest advice to people starting to rise in popularity in the streaming industry is to know who to remove from your channel, especially if it's people who are only there to make you feel bad about what you're doing by spouting this hate and just overall bring a bad, bad vibe, I said bad vibe, <laughs> bad vibe to the rest of your community. Asmon hasn't confirmed a return date to streaming or World of Warcraft, but he did take a break at a similar time last year in 2019, with his broadcast being on pause from the end of February 2019 to the middle of April 2019. Uh, regardless, we all know his fans the ones who actually really do enjoy what he does, which was a vast majority of his of his viewers, they'll no doubt be waiting for his return and may, may even reconsider their actions after finding out a reason for his hiatus. That's for all the haters. Um, that's something to always keep in mind. Whenever you have a bad section in your channel, when I mean section, I mean like a group of people, a group of viewers, they're always the minority. It's just that they're the loudest and it's so easy to to be taken into this whole negative aspect of it. But as Moon Moon said, best thing to do is just completely remove them, ban them. Like as hard as it can be to do that and knowing that you are going to lose viewers for doing so, is it really going to negatively affect you when the people you're getting rid of are the negative side of your stream? something to keep in mind if this is something you do and enjoy doing um i unfortunately i've had to do it myself probably only once or twice my stream is not as huge not nearly as huge as any of these guys but sometimes it's for the best guys you really really have to keep that in mind but yeah that's gonna be it for this week guys i do appreciate y'all hanging out whether you're listening to this on the youtube vod spotify apple play music google play Admittedly, I was kind of slacking on putting the episodes up on all of those other sources of media, but this last week I got all the past episodes on there and this episode will be on Spotify and all those other places as soon as it comes up on YouTube, which is usually Sunday, 12 p.m. Central. Um, I do stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash curiousj, link in the description down below, Sunday through Thursday around 10 p.m. Central. So come catch me live. We talk about all this stuff. We do some gaming. I'll, I love chatting with you guys. So come catch me live if you guys just want to chat. 
And uh, yeah, that's it. Remember, stay curious. Take it easy. Peace.